Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Class 1A podcast. My name is Andrew Nimsgren, and along with me, I have the second half of the Degenerate Duo, Dylan Beal. And today, we're going to be doing a character dive for the first time in a long time, but it's going to be a little different than the last couple. This time, instead of just talking about one character, we're going to be talking about the Lurkers, the pro hero group in the My Hero Academia universe, which covers some of our favorite pro heroes. So I'll give that to Dylan in a second, but we will be talking about their quirks, their characters, parts of their story kind of throughout the manga and anime so far, and so much more. But if you are enjoying that or looking for other My Hero Academia content, please make sure to go over to youtube.com slash class 1A to stay updated on everything we do, including manga, recaps, lore videos, character deep dives, and so much more. We do just about everything about My Hero Academia and are creating even more. So make sure to go and check that out and subscribe to this, uh, subscribe down below, leave your thoughts, leave your comments, all that kind of stuff. Everything helps the algorithm find the video, which allows more people to see the video. So we appreciate that very much. But let's cut this intro short. And Dylan, who are the lurkers? Tell us a little bit about them. All right. So the lurkers consist of Edshot, the leader at number four in the hero rankings. His quirk is fold the body, which basically allows him to take his limbs, make them extremely thin and long and like shoot them. And he can like transform himself into like this razor sharp string. Next, we have Kamui Woods at number seven, whose quirk is Arbor. Essentially, he's made of wood and he can grow that wood around. And at a uh, disrespectful number 27, because I think she should be higher, uh, we have Mount Lady, whose quirk is gigantification. She can get big, but she can't like get kind of big. She's either five foot four or she is very big. No in between, it's one or the other. So this group was actually formed post Camino and All Might's retirement. Uh, so in the world of my hero, once All Might retired, it actually spurred a spark in a lot of heroes to start forming these groups, like the super, like uh, no, no longer like one-off agencies of like a big hero and a bunch of smaller heroes, but instead a lot of big heroes coming together to help fill the gap that All Might left. And so uh, Kamui Woods and Mount Lee were working together quite a bit before, um, but Edshot was actually really impressed uh, from Kamui Woods on after Kamino, because Edshot was a big part of the Kamino uh, raid as well. So he was super impressed with Kamui Woods. Uh, Kamui Woods accepted, of course, because Edshot is like a big, big time hero. He's not going to say no. And once he was in the lurkers with him, uh, he recruited Mount Lady in turn. And ever since they've been working together. I just want to say, so when we first met Kamui Woods and Mount Lady, we also met Death, Death Arms. And I feel like he's just got the short part of the stick so yes. badly because he's gone now like we haven't seen him in forever like they these two the all three of them are working together but every time we saw him they're always together and now i just left him behind but that's besides the point it made me kind of realize but yeah um i can always tell already tell during the introductions of which of the three lurkers is your favorite okay uh, any uh, reason why dylan anything you want to talk through about that okay well first of all number four and number seven i think are good spots for yeah. two of them I think Mount Lady deserves to be a little bit higher, but so that's she is twenty three, not twenty seven. Oh, she moved. So, okay, that's so it's a uh, little higher. It's not that much higher, but like according to the wiki, which I'm not sure we could go back and watch it. That might tell us too. But I think according to the wiki, she's twenty three, which makes it a little I, bit better. My favorite is actually Edshot. Um, yeah. And normally, I don't go for like the most edgy characters. Uh, that's usually James's job. But I really like his 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 quirk a lot. It reminds me of like the. Um, like the the samurai uh trope of like 
pulling the sword out really quickly and like slashing someone and putting it back and all that happening in split ends instant and then like them just going in half right that's what this reminds me of of like him being able to just like stretch his arms into like this razor sharp wire and just cut people and then like retract it back instantly it reminds me of that and i think it does it so well of where it's an edgy character with a quirk that is edgy done really well yeah. uh so actually he is my favorite i thought that he's very cool too and i some stuff doesn't completely line up like i always thought he turned into paper so when I went through and read the wiki and said that it turns into a string-like substance, that was a little bit surprising to me. But fold a body in a string-like substance just doesn't make sense. So I have a little bit of issue with the quirk name, but I agree. I think the character is actual phenomenal. I love him every time he's on screen. He's done some really cool things too. And even just during the Camino arc, I think is where he's really gotten the most screen time. Super cool to see everything that he was doing is jumping around. And um, obviously we don't get to see a lot of pro heroes outside of teachers really. So these are the probably the group now we've seen the most outside of that. There might be a couple of exceptions here and there. Um, Fat Gum, I think, is kind of up there as well. But I think all three of these characters we enjoy so much because they're some of the only pro heroes that we get to spend a lot of time with. And Edshot is even on that borderline of we see him only a couple episodes probably throughout the entire series, and half of them were non-action episodes. But yeah. still, he's done really well. And what's kind of interesting about them is even though we hear a lot about like uh heroes coming together to form groups like the lurkers this is actually the only group that we've seen like in the show Second the only group. the only other one is wild wild pussycats and was there another one that, that you noticed no the pussycats is the only yeah. other one i guess yeah, kind they... of the ingenium family maybe but that's kind of more of like a family agency kind of like that's kind of yeah. where some of the things kind of go because i think the pussycat dolls and i mean the wild wild pussycat <laughs> and um the lurkers aren't family i think ingenium's mostly family so i think that yeah. might be a little bit of where that's different but yeah there's not really any other groups that i can think of or at least that not just get serious screen time yeah um i think that there's a lot of potential for some really cool ones but the only ones we really got sc screen time with were those two yeah and i think kami well, i mean the cool part is kami woods model lady they're pretty much two of the first pro heroes are kind of into. So when we're introduced to My Hero Academia, we see these two and we see um, Death Arms are kind of the three that yep. are introduced to right away. So kind of the fact that they've had the staying power that like, yeah, no, these weren't just cool characters kind of show off that they've stayed. And you kind of see each one of their characters develop early on. I think Mount Lady was an instant fan favorite. Kami Woods was super cool. That They've kind of grown and Mount Lady's actually become more of my favorite, at, uh, especially kind of after the Mineta relationship. I just think it's mm -hmm. so much fun. It has really good comic relief every time it comes up. So um, they're yeah, both I, the characters that I've definitely enjoyed more as time's gone on. Yeah. What I think is really interesting about them is that they're basically a device to ground us into the world of the pro heroes. So we have like the two like different like narrative lines, I guess, because you have what's going on in our UA, right? And so we know what's happening with like the students and whatnot, like Deku. But the other one is the Lurkers, and they're the way to ground us into the world of pro heroes to see what is going on there. Because if you think about it, we're constantly checking in on them. Yeah. Even if it's just quick shots to things like uh, the bill, the the billboard rankings for the heroes, like even that is kind of framed as like what's going on with the Lurkers. Like let's let's tie these characters that we always have been with, literally since episode one, chapter one, and like let's ground them there, and like let's follow them along and see what's happening. I really like the way that they use that narrative device. Yeah. And, but also they, they never feel overused. I like 
but I also don't feel like I need more of them. Like they're they're yes. using a right amount. Like I was thinking, like damn, like they weren't really in the Shihaski arc at all. I don't think they're at the meetings. They weren't there. I think what actually ended up happening, they went to a different hideout than the main hideout when the actual assault began. And I'm like, do I wish they're there? Probably not. There's already so many heroes, already so many good moments that maybe they would have had a chance to shine. Maybe shove in one more fight just to kind of give them a moment. But I think they're used really well as well that, that yeah. I, whenever they come on screen, I'm excited and I don't feel like, okay, like I would have rather Bakugo got another panel versus Mount lady showing up for a second. Like, I think they do that. I uh, hardcore. She does that really well. So again, I, they're not overused, which helps a ton, but um, I guess kind of the next thing that I already alluded to a little bit, but we can kind of come back and talk. Is there anything actually quirk wise? We want to talk about that. Any of them? I think Mount ladies is very straightforward. I guess I never knew exactly she couldn't do sizes in between, but we never saw anything besides big and small. So I guess. Yeah, I think that's like another like good thing about them is that their quirks are pretty straightforward. I mean, Kamui Woods is just a he's a wood guy and yeah. he makes wood. Uh, Mount Lady is just gets big and Ed Shot it probably has the most complex quirk out of all of them. Um, but even that like kind of makes sense. Um, I, I think all of them are, are pretty straightforward. Uh I really like Mount Ladies because I feel like we need that, right? Like that's such an obvious quirk that like she is a she is a good person to just get that very obvious quirk. Like everyone has to have like very obvious ones. Like we need the character that makes electricity, right? We like there there's like staple quirks that we kind of need to see. Um, and so I'm glad that she got it because she uh, she embodies it pretty well. I agree. I I think. Yeah, I think, and again, Horikoshi, even with it being such a basic character, still makes it a character that we care about. I think that's generally through kind of more of her personality and some of the moments that she kind of has. Um, but and I also, think we just like the big lady. We do like, we the, like big the big lady. lady here. The big lady, yeah, there's no, there's no issue with that here. Um, yeah, and I think, yeah, Ed Shot, I think, with Kirk already talked through, and I don't think there's any really fun facts or anything on how. Usually, I try to kind I of... Do, I do have some fun facts, Do though. you? I usually try to throw a couple in. I didn't have any. Yeah, so uh, Kamui Woods, um, basically the way that you can translate his name um, is God of the Woods, or Wood God. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I, I thought that was like kind of interesting, because like, that sounds badass, right? Okay, I'm actually pulling up kind of the wiki pages really quickly, too, just because I mean, that's where we pull a lot of the information. We're not making this stuff for doing the deep research, guys. Let's be honest here. We're just... I, I, actually, I actually do have an issue um, with the My Hero Wiki. So if any, any of our listeners out there are big uh, editors for it, you need to stop doing this. Under abilities, every single character has keen intellect, and it makes me so tilted. <laughs> everyone's smart. Yes, if everyone's smart, you don't need to call it out. I'm going to look through all of all the entries and see who doesn't have keen intellect and consider them the dumb characters then. <laughs> I bet you Mineta doesn't have it. I bet Studenki doesn't have it. I mean, those are just a couple, but... So actually, going off trivia, for Kami Woods, uh, I guess his real name is Shinji. Shinji had a dark childhood that was later made into a popular documentary based on volume 10 of the My Hero Academia manga, which is such a random fact that I don't know how you ever include that in there. Like, that has to be just kind of like, an author's notes or like a comment kind of like in the side panel or something like I can't ever imagine that that you just brought up during like the story what what do you think uh what do you think the tragic backstory was I think someone tried to cut him down oh that's pretty good I have no idea I I was thinking that like uh he lost control of his cork as a kid and like 
woodified or accidentally killed his parents. Uh, and then he just like lived in the woods until he was a teenager. And then he emerged and he was like, I am ready to be reborn. And he became a pro hero. That's my pitch for the story. Also during the during some time in that in that moment, someone tried to cut him down. <laughs> yeah, and I'm looking through the other ones. Nothing super interesting. So Mount Lady actually had her own agency at one point. Yeah, uh, when she was a kid, I believe, because uh, she wanted to be a hero since she was like like from the get go, uh, and so she tried to make a hero agency when she was like nine or something crazy like that, uh, which I think is like the reason why she got like such big attention, uh, and that's why she like blew up onto the hero scene super quickly is because people actually saw her doing things when she was like nine, because <laughs> she actually she actually saved a lot of people. Uh, I think she also like destroyed a lot of stuff too. Yeah, uh, if I remember correctly. So pretty much she said that yeah, it kind of seems like, yeah, she uh, caused unintentional destruction in the city. So all of her hard work went to earning money for reparations, which she ended up causing destruction again. And the cycle ends up repeating itself indefinitely. So pretty I much. Love that. Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. Every time we see her, she's always smashing something pretty much. So uh, it, it, that doesn't make sense. But I guess kind of moving on to the next part, something that I want to talk about a little bit and on a couple of selections here. But we do know that during the Endeavor Agency arc, pretty much everyone in UA got sent out to different agencies, teams, and all that. And the Lurkers actually ended up with four different ones. I guess, I don't know if this was kind of a combination across the earlier work studies and all that, but during the actual Endeavor studies, these are the four that went along with the workers, which was Cellophane, Chargebolt, Grape Juice, God, and Vine. I just don't like saying Grape Juice. And Mineta... Um, Vine is from Class 1B, Denki, and then, um, why am I blanking on what Cellophane's actual name is? You can do it. I believe in you. God, he's so plain. Saro. Saro, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I actually, it's, they get a lot. They get a lot of students. They, they more than double their, their quote-unquote agency, I guess. I think, uh, I think Mineta, uh, okay, you have to put Mineta here to be with Mount Lady. Like, yeah. like without a doubt, there it's such an obvious answer. Um, but I actually think the other ones are kind of interesting because, like, I guess Saro and Edshot kind of go together a little. Even bit. Even Kami Woods too. I think Kami yeah. Woods is an expert in kind of capture, and we see Saro try to do that a lot there. And, and so, it's Vine as well. Like, I, like yeah. Vine ma ma matches up su super well. Denki though, why is Denki here? That's what mine was going to be too, Ike. Did they just not know where to put him? So they're like, uh, I guess he goes with the lurkers. Yeah, maybe like quick reaction time with I mean, Edshot. I, like, I know why. Actually, I do know why he's there, but we will get to that in another section. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I think Cellophane Vine both make complete sense. Mineta's only there for the memes. Yes. Um, and yeah, which, which is a valid reason. <laughs> I mean, but can you think of anyone that we've met that would be better for Denki? Like, I, uh, I there's not know. really many other electric types uh, that we've really ran into. Like, I, I don't, I don't know why. Um, I, I can't justify this with words, but feeling, I feel like he could go with that gum. Like, I don't know, just like yeah. something about him in that group. I, it just, it kind of feels right. I, I don't know why, but it kind of feels right. I mean, I unfortunately he's a teacher, but I was thinking like. Maybe like the six shooter um hero. I can't remember exactly what he is. Um Oh yeah, yeah. I, I we we get barely any time with him, so that was Yeah, I don't even know I don't even know his name at all. But like that could have been one because Denki's kinda trying to learn to do the distance kind of stuff. So 
maybe some trajectory training and all that, but I guess he controls his bullets. I don't know if you could really teach teach that to someone. Oh, actually, I got it. I got the perfect match for him. Ready? And and follow my logic. He goes with Hound Dog. And the reason, the reason why is because Hound Dog at any moment could go absolutely rapid, but he has to control himself and hold and hold it back. Just like Denki can't go all out, because if he goes all out, he's gonna get dumb. But so he learns he learns self-control from hound dog i think like i don't think denki apps accidentally releases like his full bull like i feel no 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 but but he needs to he needs to understand how to release as much as possible while still maintaining the control because like because because he needs to be able to go almost all out but not quite all out you're not Just telling like me on this comment section. You don't have to come to a decision on this. I think this is a horrible matchup. I think I think it is great. Imagine how cool it would be. Hound Dog barking. He's always barking. He's never not barking. Denki being dumb. It's funny and it's a cool pairing. I agree that there could be some humor in it, but I don't think you learned anything. So you can let us know in the comments down below if you can think of a better matchup for Denki or if you think Hound Dog is a good idea. But we should actually move back on to kind of the Delorker conversation, considering this is a character deep dive for them. So I agree. I think we kind of talked to the students a little bit. You said there was a natural reason Denki ended up here that I love to talk to that. Unless whatever other section you have that you want to move on to. No, I think I think uh, I think his reason goes with the uh, the spoiler section. Oh, right, 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 right. So I guess for there, we've talked kind of about the characters for the most part. Now we're going to spend a couple minutes talking about the lurkers have been more involved as the series have gone on. Let's just say that. So pretty much if you are not caught up, if you're only caught up to the end of the anime or around those chapters there, so pretty much the war arc will be kicking off next. We'll be doing spoilers through the war arc, not all the way up to the most recent, but probably the next 30, 40 chapters at most right after season four ends. So pretty yeah. much if you only update with the anime, be some light spoilers talking, well, I guess pretty medium spoilers about the lurkers involvement in the war arc, which will be happening in season five of the anime. So a little bit of a disclaimer there. I'm going to put something up on the screen so that you can see that there as well. So you know when to skip. I'll also have timestamps and all that. And you can skip to afterwards, kind of for the wrap-up or final thoughts and all that. But just for a couple minutes here, we're going to be talking about that. And Dylan, I'll just kick that off with spoilers starting now. Yeah, so in the war arc, um, a, it's a culmination of a bunch of heroes coming together to fight the villains. And the lurkers actually take a pretty big role in this. And this is why I think Denki is in here. So I think Denki is in here because the lurkers are split up into two groups. Essentially, one group is just like Mount Lady going off and uh, fighting uh, Gigamachia with Midnight. And the other group is leading a forward charge onto the hospital. And this is where Denki is. And the reason why I think he is in the Lurkers is to justify him being part of the Vanguard group that goes into um, into the hospital fight. Uh, I actually think that's why he's here. Uh, because they wanted to have him be first and foremost because he has a big spotlight moment when he's uh, attacking the hospital. So that's why I think he's here. Um, but yeah, they, they take a pretty big role in this uh, in this raid, and which I think because they didn't take a big role in the Shihasaki arc is why they're definitely spotlighted here. Yeah. Because they should be. It makes sense because two of them are top 10 heroes. Yeah, that's true. I forget that Kami Woods is still top 10 as well at this point. But yeah, I, I agree. I love seeing kind of each one had good moments there too, and obviously pivotal moments too in the entire arc. So 
I love seeing there. And I, the Dengi moment does kind of make sense because most el most of class 1A is kind of staying back towards the back lines. But Denki is one of the few people that do actually get there. Besides Bakugo Todoroki, the ones that are exceptions to all yeah, the actual Yeah, the, the obvious ones. And, yeah. I, I think, and I think Mount Lady finding Gigamakia, it, it just, it's obvious, right? It rates itself there. Um, but I think the the crowning moment of this is because it, it's a it's a fact that like kind of like slips past if if, if you don't really remember too too heavily because so much happens during this uh, time. But Edshot is actually the one to take down Redestro in the end. Yeah, um, I completely forgot that till you yeah. brought it back up because again, so much going on, so many other things to focus on during the war arc. But yeah, I mean that's I don't know probably one of the bigger villains kind of out there. So that that's an incredible moment. And yeah, I. Yeah, it's crazy how I don't remember that much. I think the Yigamachia versus Mount Lady kind of fight, if you want to call it that, lasted much longer, which is why I feel like I remember that so much more because you had the you had uh, Momo, you had so many more people kind of in, involved mm -hmm. in that kind of there. So that's what I remember, and I definitely think that shines a lot more than the Ed Shot fight. But I mean, you can't take away taking down one of the main leaders or the villains kind of in an instant was wasn't crucial, but. Not something I remember much, and I should really kind of go back and read the war arc because there's probably so much stuff that yeah. You or you miss. can experience it when we when we watch it next season. Yeah, that's like eight months away, my dude. That's <laughs> a long way away. It it will be here sooner than you think. But yeah, anything else with them in the war arc? I mean, they I guess towards the end of the war arc, they do make one more appearance, kind of right after everything. After Deku kind of goes off and does his thing, but. I think that's really a majority of what they do there. They have spotlight moments, but there's not much to talk through. I mean, Gigamachi versus Mound Lady. Cool fight. It wrecks itself, yeah. like we said. Edshot taking down Redestro. Kami Woods doesn't do much. I think he's kind of part of the team that helps put Gigamachi down, but again. Yeah, he doesn't have a huge, huge breakout moment here or anything. Yeah, so I guess that's really all we have. War arc. I mean, unless we want to dive into anything they kind of did. Um, Camino, but I think Camino's a lot of self-explanatory yeah. things as well. So I think we're pretty good to wrap up here, don't you think? Yeah, let's let's give our final thoughts. Yeah. So I guess uh spoilers coming off now. If you're just coming back now, we just kinda talked very briefly about one arc on that's gonna be coming up in season five. But I think overall, do we okay, let's throw out a question here. Lurkers or the pussycats? Lurkers, anytime. I love the lurkers. Lurkers are great. Uh, pussy, wild wild pussy cats. Little, little too cheesy for me. Um, I love them. Don't get me wrong. They're all funny. They're hilarious. But they're a little bit too cheesy for staying power. Um, lurkers. They're here to stay. I love them. We love the big lady. Do you think, say something unfortunate happens to All oh Might? Do you think that these? I mean, uh, Endeavor. That do you think these three are going to be in the top ten? for a while now do you think they're easily replaced like how how big I do you think, think the staying power are them in the actual top 10 rankings after we see this next generation of heroes which is unbelievable oh uh they get they get bumped out <laughs> they get they get bumped i don't think mount lady ever gets quite top 10 um i don't i think Kam kamui woods gets bumped out and i think edshot sits at probably seven to nine uh once all the new students get in I agree. I, I think Ed Shad is probably the one out of this. Obviously, he's the number four right now, and that's no joke. So, um, I agree. And I think overall, I really like all three of these characters. I don't have too many gripes with any of them. Little small things here and there, but overall, I like all three of them. I love whenever they show back up. I hope they continue to show back up in the manga, and I can't wait to see some of their moments animated in season five. So, yeah. I think overall, 
one of my more favorite character deep dives. I guess it that makes it a lot easier when there's three characters instead of one and you can kind of loop it all mm-hmm. together. But how about you, Dylan? Any last thoughts? We love the big lady. We love the big lady. And that'll be all for this week's episode of the Class of Podcast, where we deep dive into everything about the Lurkers. If you have other questions, thoughts, anything you want us to talk about Lurkers related in the comments, let us know. Drop it down there below. We also do have the community tab for our YouTube channel as well. So we'll be doing questions, uh, polls, hypes, all that kind of stuff there as well. So make sure to keep an eye out that for what our upcoming videos are, for polls, questions. We need to talk a little bit about the Lurkers over there if you want to continue the conversation. But thank you all so much for watching the video or listening if you're on podcasting platforms across the world, which you can always do if you're on the go and not able to watch YouTube. So make sure to check that out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. But we'll be back next Saturday with another video, and we'll see you all then.